Life Audio. This guy, I could tell you this just from knowing him and, and watching him and observing him over the years. He loves the Lord. Uh, he's very gifted and talented. And today we have Rara Breed in studio. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. We're back, baby. Welcome back. We are back. This is weird. You're seeing us sit next to each other, and I don't really like sitting that close to Ryan. It don't feel right, that's for sure. And you got a handheld mic. Something must be going on here I have a handheld Mm. mic. For the first time in Life After Addiction history, we have an in-studio guest. Uh, and we're super excited. So let me give you a little history. Uh, the last episode, thank you for coming back. I know we talked about Kratom. We've talked about marijuana. We've done some reaction videos. And the guest today is someone that a few weeks ago you saw we did a reaction video. We did. Um, man, this guy, I could tell you this just from knowing him and, and watching him and observing him over the years. He loves the Lord. Uh, he's very gifted and talented, and today we have Rara Breed in studio. Rob, welcome. In the building. What's in up, guys? In the building. <laughs> yeah. Thank this you for having me. This is probably the classiest studio that you've ever been in your life, I have to guess. I right? love it. I love it, actually. So this is great. So, thank you. Man, thank you so much for coming. He, uh, Rob just did um, uh, a show Saturday on his recovery tour. Uh, Rare Breed, and it was at a mm. church that we're familiar with and we partner with at times, and we sent... 30 of our guys there, and it was an amazing show. And you were like, man, we were just talking beforehand and just crazy schedule that he's been doing with these tours in all these different states and spots. He doesn't have time to do much uh, podcast. And, man, you insisted on coming in studio and being here. And, man, that means so much. That means a lot to us. And For sure. Uh, I love your heart. So, Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Tell me a little bit about Recovery Tour, right? I love the name. Mm-hmm. It means something. Um, but tell maybe if someone doesn't know who you are and, and they're going to become a fan, tell us what, what God put on your heart to have the tour and what it means to you and why you're doing it. Yeah, so um, it was actually about a year and a half ago we were traveling every weekend because a lot of ministry events are weekend, right? Friday, yeah. Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday. And I was like, I mean, I wonder what it would be like to do kind of a straight run tour, you know, how we would be able to hold up and things like that. Um, but it seems like, you know, for my recovery and I I believe everybody's in recovery from something, you know, from substance abuse, from childhood trauma, from, you know, you name it, you know, we're all recovering. And, um, it just seemed like that my music really resonated, 
uh, with that. And I told Wynn as I was on the road, I remember it. I was like, man, I'm going to do a recovery tour. And this was a year and a half before we did it, you know. And I said, I got, you know, God's been wanting me to do it. And uh, as we started planning it, it just started kind of falling into mm-hmm. place and coming together, you know. And um, it's it's been an incredible ride. It's actually been mind blowing just to see the response, uh, to see how God has moved in it. Uh, so we planned on doing 14 dates in 21 days, right? And I didn't want to do like a 30, 40 city tour because I was like, you know, I want to be alive at the end of it, right? Yeah. So we did, right? So we did uh, our first four days. We did five events. You know, uh, one was the juvenile detention center, which we're just getting testimonies back from that too, which was so powerful. Uh, but it was just enough to keep our eyes open, you know. But it was really powerful because um, you pour out every night, you know, emotionally and spiritually and physically, yeah. you know. And then you drive six, seven hours every day. Um, but it's so worth it. Uh, it's so worth it, you know, the salvations, the testimonies. the um, And just seeing the people come out and how they respond, hearing all the stories of, like, how this song impacted my life how I, how I listen to this every day. And it's the the reason that I'm still, you know, standing and, 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 and full of faith and things like that. So, um, man, it's just been incredible. And it's the way you do it too. I mean, Mm -hmm. a few years ago, you actually came, as you know, he actually came, uh, to one of our campuses and just performed for just our guys. And you went through your testimony and then into song. And, and I mean, it was, uh, it's really cool. But for those that don't know what, what got you into, uh, performing to singing to rapping to hip hop, uh, what got you into all that? Yeah, so I, um, so I did. Uh, I mean, I did secular music before I met Jesus, man. You know, I was yeah. a madman for twenty one years until I met him, and then he rocked my world. Um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, but about six months in, honestly, when I got saved and uh, just got baptized, and just I did like a really strenuous discipleship uh, for about six months. You know, just just learning who Jesus was as a friend. You mm. know, as a somebody who walks with me every day and I put music down because I was like, you know, there's, that's mm. the old me, right. You know, essentially I, I just knew it was like the, the old had died, the new had come, you know? Um, and then about six months later, somebody came up to me in, in my discipleship program and they were like, Hey man, um, I heard you were a rapper. I heard you did music. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I did. And, uh, they were like, well, you can do that in the church. And I was like, you've lost your mind. Like, there's no way I can do that in the church. I get it, man. I'm grew up in the South. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 <laughs> throw me out if I do that. Yeah. Um, but he was like, no, share your testimony. He said, share your story, you know? And, and for me, lyrics was always the biggest thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 10 years old, I, I uh, going into foster care, I had to go to therapy because I was a quiet kid. So I didn't really talk about what I was going through. So they were like, well, we're going to take him to a therapist and let him open up. I'd sit in that room for hours and just kind of sit there quiet and yeah. kind of twiddle my thumbs and, she said, look, I'm going to give you this notebook. And she said, you don't have to share it with a single soul. She said, this is your notebook. You talk about what's going on in your life and your, your mind. I want you to be able to write this down. So uh, I feel like 500 notebooks later, you know, a thousand <laughs> notebooks later. That notebook changed my life, though, because wow. it was like it was, I was able to not necessarily I didn't have to share it with anybody, but it was a way for me to express what I was going through and kind of get it out from all of the bottled up stuff. And I was sitting in a jail cell one day. I was 18. And uh, I tell this story on stage sometimes. We were sitting there playing spades, and I sit, I was just sitting there rapping, you know. And um, he was like, man, why don't you share this with other people? Like, why do you just do this? And I said, well, I, I was always told I didn't have to. Hmm. And he said, I believe that people are, people's lives are going to be changed if you share this with people. And this was another inmate. Like, this, was somebody, this wasn't somebody out here that, wow. you know. And he said, 
uh, you need to share this with people because I believe it's going to impact their lives. Mm-hmm. So that really uh, put in my mind like, well, I want to share this with people, you know. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a, a domino effect, but it was it was God's timing. Uh, but he, he had always given me the gift for it. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, yeah, so we're here now. That's cool, man. And, yeah. and just I know you got some things, but I want to get this in. Just watching your journey. Um, I don't know. I guess the word just obedience to the Lord and man. pressing through and watching you. And um, I don't know. There's one thing we did. A, the the song that we did, the reaction video to uh-huh. was warm, the warm up. Yeah. Uh, let the underdog off the leash. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that we related to uh, was one of the things you said when you when you say you're a Christian, mm-hmm. sometimes people count you out. Yeah. And the reason that we related that to, because in this space, in the recovery space, mm-hmm. um, we've been on a journey as well. We're nonprofit, Christ-centered, unashamed. You know, there's freedom in Christ, right? Right. And even our our curriculums from second Peter chapter one that says you can escape the corruption that's in the world that comes through sinful desires. That's a mic drop when it comes to recovery, Mm -hmm. like the desire. If you don't, if you've ever had an addiction, that word desire means something way different. And the Bible just said we can escape those desires. Sure. And and then it lists these areas of growth. Uh, but in in the world of recovery, it's almost like we're secondary citizens. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cute. Y'all do your faith thing over there. And Hey, we, we, with these letters behind our names and all this, it's like, Whoa, 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 Let's step back. And, and it's just been this journey. But when you step back and look, it's like, okay, let's look at your success rate, and it's 12% or less, and that might be generous, versus a faith-based, Christ-centered. Um, and the Bible says that we don't battle against physical things. We battle mm-hmm. against spiritual things. And so really relate there because we're, it feels like there's we're in this fight uh, that we're doing what God's called us to do. And it's not about recognition. It's just about, hey, w- what we're doing is working. Where are you at? Like, right. why are you not seeing this? And so we really related to, and we talked about it in that video, just your, uh, I don't know, I, that song, that verse in that song, that line in that song made me think, yeah, man. And so I almost was, you almost opened up a window, opened up a page of your journey that you could see you're doing this, you're being obedient. Right. Um, yeah. And I just kind of wanted to add to that. Yeah. I mean, a simple act of obedience can do amazing things. I mean, we've been talking about obedience the whole tour. I mean, that yeah. is definitely, um, what needs to be done and, and saying that line, you know, I usually don't get like, you know, too like, Oh, on a, like, no, a, on a track, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I just kind of keep it to, to where I'm like, I want to, I want to tell a story and I want to impact people's lives, you yeah. know, but you know, a boy can snap now. Come yeah. on. Like, come on. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, so when I did the warm up, it was like, and I got to a point where I was like, man, why are we looked as looked at as second class citizens? Like when we're the ones that should be leading the charge. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Like, like anything in the world, uh, whatever it is, not just artists, you know, or music or anything like we should be the ones who are setting the precedents that they should be following us. Like they should be looking up being like, that's what we should do. Yep. Um, so throughout church history, that was the case. I look at the architecture, look at the art, look at the music, look at the leadership, the church with a capital C historically until, you know, corruption and things like that. But we led the way, right? We led the way to bring God glory. And I mean, how much more creative are you when you are worshiping the almighty or the one that spoke all things into existence with words? Exactly. You know what I mean? Most creative person ever, you know, we serve him. And, and, um, so yeah, I, that, that was one of those things. And I'm like, man, we should be leading the charge. And I, I let that thought kind of keep me in a prison for a long time. Like, Oh, you know, 
I'm a Christian, so maybe I should just be kind of like mm-hmm. following this way. And I was like, no, dude, we're breaking through barriers. Like we're going to break through these walls yeah. and people are going to say, hey, there is something different over here. Like the same power that wrote Jesus from the grave lives inside of us. What are you going to do with it? And yeah. they should they should feel that. They should see that when they listen to the music, when they when they see something, you know. So uh, now we just uh, I think we walk in that, you know, and it's not at all. You know, I, I think humility is one everything um but we have got to stand up and be bold we have the same um, vision for, yeah yeah so. and you're very courageous and bold when it comes to your music you mentioned something earlier about the transition that you went through from being a secular artist writing secular music and when you do that it's almost like i gotta put off this persona of what i think people like and this image and all these things that's how hard point. was it transitioning from that to just literally mm. bearing your soul because that's not easy especially for men in today's culture and society right. you're going completely against the grain and everything right. you're talking about and you're also sharing the deepest parts of your heart right a lot of time as men man that's hard for me to do it face to face man to man let alone just like to the world hey mm. this is what it is here's my heart here's my soul here's my struggles how how difficult was that at first when you first were start, started recording that kind of music well you know it was uh what's what's interesting and i'm just completely transparent with it man um i would think you know i struggled even when i came to christ because i was like you know when i came into it uh the church that i was going to everybody had like a suit and a tie and stuff yep. like that and i came in not looking like any of that yep. right Um, but I assumed, and I'm just being real. I assumed I'm like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be like. So I started wearing like, you know, suits and ties and stuff like them. Just being honest. Mm. I think the first show I ever did, I had a, had a shirt and a tie on, like, you know, (laughs) when I rocked out and it was really a, yeah, it was really a growth thing because I started to learn like, Hey, like you're, you're different. You're brand new, but you don't have to lose like who God made you to be in order to impact others. Right. And, um, I think it was when even, even up to a few years ago, I kind of struggled with that a little bit, still kind of fitting in because I never really fit in. So I was trying to fit in. Okay. What about this Christian culture? What about the Christian rap culture? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you got that too. And it's so clicked up and stuff like that. And I said, one day I said, you know what? I'm done with it all. Like, and I, I told my friend, I said, look, man, I said, you know, God made me unique I said, my, my dad and my uncle did bluegrass and country music. Like, I was a rapper. And I said, but all of it makes me who I am. And uh, that's what made me unique, you know. And when I started to do that and started to uh, make God twang and, and stuff like that, I think that's when God said, now you're ready. Like, now you know yeah. who you are in me. Mm. And now, I, you know, that's when it elevated. Yeah. was when I finally got to that point where I was like, I'm comfortable in who you made me to be. And if... If people think it's whack or people don't like it, well, so be it. But he has put me on this journey, and I, I know who I am now, you mm. know, in Christ. Yeah, man. So, In which ways do you feel like your musical career, just being an artist in general, has, like, impacted your relationship with God? Like you said, you get to see so many different things, and so many people come up to you and say, man, your music's brought me closer to Christ. And you get to see physical changes in people and just the masses who, who say are impacted by your music. How has that directly affected, like, your personal relationship with God, just being an artist in general? Yeah, I mean, hmm. it's a it's a deep question because you get it all the time, you know, with people who said, man, you've, you've changed my life. Mm. And you say, man, you know, God is so good. Like, I don't, I'm just, I'm just listening to him. I'm just being obedient and writing these words down and, and what he does with it is up to him, you know? Um, 
but for me to draw closer to him, I know how important it is to draw close to him uh, every day yeah. uh, in order to do that. And, and being a minister, like being a music minister, or being out here pouring out to people, um, I mean, every day you're battling, and this is for any Christian, every day you're battling with the spirit in the flesh, yep. and it's going to creep up. And you have got to make sure that you bury the flesh before it starts to, you know, and I've had my heart get hard sometimes, even in ministry, and mm-hmm. I've gotten burned out in ministry. Yeah, um, but it's made me rely on them even more. And I think I think being with the crowds that we are, the, the people that we're reaching, it just makes it so real and authentic and just so tangible, you know, and it's, uh, I think it's a powerful thing. Yeah. So I think one of the things I just, I mean, for you listening, um, the giftings that God's given you, uh, use them to bring him glory no matter what they are. It might not be preaching or rapping or mm-hmm. what do you do again? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Or serving and just leadership and things like that. Right. I was going to say something funny about baseball, but I decided not to. I'll have to go check out a few episodes ago. Uh, but use those things, whether it be nursing or roofing or landscaping, whatever it is, use the giftings that God's given you to bring him glory and mm-hmm. watch what he does. Watch it not become... Uh, about a paycheck and about a, just a mundane thing, but everything that you're doing and there's scripture about it, that you're using it to bring him glory mm-hmm. and you'll start to see things. Like you said, I mean, I get wrecked and, and I didn't even, I wouldn't even have seen it unless it was brought to me afterwards. When a guy comes up to you and just like, Hey man, you said this at a class or you said this when you're teaching or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know this was going on. This is what God, how God used it. And it's just like, golly Lord, thank you for, uh, that fruit because man, not all men, God doesn't promise, you know, always that there's fruit, you know, mm-hmm. Moses, you know, ran around 40 years with some grumbling people and God killed him on the mountain and didn't go to the promised land. Wow. Uh, but the fact that you're seeing fruit, man, that's just, Oh, it's so cool. It is. It's confirmation because of your journey. that yeah. Your obedience is, is God is pleased. Well done. Good. And, and, faithful and I think that's partly too, from years and years of like, I think when I showed up to your guy's spot a few years ago, I mean, we're pretty much rapping on computer speakers, you know, like mm. in, a, in a room, yeah. you know, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that obedience and that just willingness just to spread it, you know, even when uh, nobody knew who I was for 10 years, you know, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, but I just kept pressing, kept pressing and just kept believing. And um, I think that's part of it. I just think about let us not grow weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Mm. And sometimes it takes days, months and even years to see a return or to see, you know, that fruit, you know, but if you keep going, um, and, and as you said, you said, everybody, I share this at my shows that there's nothing that you do that is insignificant to God or small. Mm -hmm. You know, I think some people think, Oh, this is a big thing. And I'm like, look, what you do is just as great if you do it for him, you know, because it's one body, many members, like everybody can't be a certain thing. You don't want to be, why would we want to all be the same thing? We have got to have, you know, we're delegated, I think, to reach like certain people, certain paths and things like that. We have all got to do our job. And that way, in the end, you know what I'm saying? We can reach the most people. Yeah. So, Amen. Yeah. And I mean, I just an example. I was just thinking as you're saying that just for practical use. So how is God going to use me as a roofer? Well, I don't know, man. But if you're doing roofing to bring him glory and you're up there roofing and I've roofed before and I never should be on a roof with my body type, but I've roofed before, man. And if you're bringing him glory, you have an, you have something different about you than the guy next to you. And I'm going to notice that. And I'm right. going to ask you one day, man, why are you happy? What, what is your deal? And mm-hmm. there's your opportunity. God's given you an opportunity 
to make disciples of all nations, to to present the gospel, to yep. tell them why you have joy. Yep. And man, that's a crown in heaven. It is. And you might not know what that guy does. He, you might not ever know. But man, you were called in that moment. God gave you an opportunity, and that was pretty cool. So there's one practical way. I agree. Who are some of your favorite artists growing up? I'm sure like they're going to be different than when you came to Christ, but both, right. you know, ones before you came to Christ and then maybe some that you look up towards now. Yeah, I didn't really know of any Christian artists growing up. I didn't so. either. I didn't come to Christ uh, till I was 27, yeah. so I feel you. I definitely didn't know Christian rap was a thing either. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but I mean, being in the South, like I was a big fan of like Goody Mob and like Outkast and, um, okay. you know, Tupac, obviously. Um, but I like, you know, I mean, also like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, uh, I liked like Johnny Cash too, and you know Elvis, and and I, I really liked uh, like oldies and things. I don't know; it's kind of a mixed bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but different. But whatever resonated with me, I, you know, pretty much listened to a lot of it was Southern hip hop mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, I remember uh, I used to rap on my grandfather's karaoke machine when I was probably like. 10 12 you know something like that that's and i'd rap over all of his tapes and i would just pretend i was like tupac or busta rhymes or something like that and i'm just da, 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 yeah. da, you know so yeah so i mean that's you can almost hear some of that bone thugs and harmony too i mean we talked about that because oh, yeah. uh people are like i can't believe he's saying it no i'm just joking dun, 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 uh, dun, but yeah dun, no dun, you can dun. even hear some of that like uh, in soup, in like certain runs in my music and the way I flow and stuff like that, you can almost hear a little bit of those influences yeah. to where the, the cadences and things like yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. I grew up in Houston, so I'm Southern hip hop. I'm okay. UGK, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, yeah. Master P, Hot Boys. Yeah. This is obviously before Christ. I didn't yeah. know the Lord till I was 27. But so yeah, yeah I, I was always big on Southern hip hop. It just it right. was always a thing for me. Who do you feel like? Uh, who you've collabed with? I know you've collabed with a lot of people. Who was one that was just like a, a shock to you? Like almost like, dang, I can't believe like I got to record a song with them, or just maybe someone that was most humbling to you. Yeah, so mm, I think for other people it was probably Smo and Haystack. You mm. know, uh, and don't get me wrong, like I love building relationships with those guys. Uh, for me, I look at everybody as the same, like yeah. level playing field. You know what I'm saying? I never put anybody above anybody else. But it was a, it was a humbling thing because when when both of those guys reached out to me and pretty much in the same week, you know, I was in church doing sound and um, Smo had hit me up and um, he said, man, he said, what you're doing out here is a breath of fresh air. He said, we need it more than ever. And this is somebody mm-hmm. who's not in the Christian space. You know, yep, I mean, yeah. this is somebody at the TV show and all that stuff. And um, and I think these guys are on their journey. They're searching for that. Right. They're 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 desiring that. So. Um, he was like, man, we got to do something. So uh, I had had the song, God Knows, uh, ready, and I had a verse open. And I was like, you know what? I got a song for you. I think it'll fit really well. Um, so being able to do that with him was cool. But being able to to build a friendship with him and sit on his farm and talk about faith and talk about his life. Because um, a lot of the people around me were like, Smo, you know. And I'm like, yeah, man. You know, yeah. I see him as a brother. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Same thing with Stack. So. That, I think those are really cool collabs that people probably wouldn't expect, right? Especially like within the Christian space. Um, so that was really cool to me. Yeah, I want to shout out dates, but I think this is going to come out this Friday. And I believe you said your show, it might be ended by then. You're going to Georgia tomorrow. Yeah, Friday. I think Friday is our last show in Anderson, South Carolina. So that's going to be our last one. If you're watching this in Anderson, South Carolina, go. What? Where is that? It it's uh, So it was at the Church of Anderson. 
but we needed a bigger venue, so we're going to be at Rejuvenate Church okay. in Anderson. Okay. Yep. So bigger I actually need to make good. a post about that today. So yeah, yeah. bigger. Yeah. Um, keep going if you got it. So what are uh, what are some of your favorite things about being a husband and a father? For those of us, for our, our audience, maybe they don't know that you are a husband, you are a father. Yep. Maybe how long you've been married, what it's like being a dad and a recording artist and traveling and everything like that. Yeah, I've been married for twelve years now. Oh man, if 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 it wasn't for my wife, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be sitting here for sure. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how many times I probably would have quit or I would have gave up or I was discouraged and I was just down and out. And she said, no, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. There's people that are relying on this. She had faith when I when I didn't, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so my wife is, oh, I love her, you know, and she's crucial to just the support that she's shown. I've even seen other men. They're like, man, I wish my wife would support me like that. <laughs> and I'm like, man, but she has been a rock. She has been a rock for me. And she is 100% in all the time, you know. Uh, I, I talk about my song Family Man where we're eating rice and beans and just struggling. Had two cans of Campbell's soup in the cupboard, you know, just trying to make it. Or I was working at a pizza shop and we had no money in the bank. And I'm bringing pizza slices home just to feed her when she was pregnant with my son. Like we went through those seasons, wow. you know. Uh, so to be where we're at now, it's like it's a powerful thing. And um, and I didn't even know how to be a husband until I met Christ. You know, I didn't know how to yeah. be a father until I met Christ. Like I was selfish. And uh, I think that selflessness was one of the biggest things that I learned. Uh, and, you know, I had my daughter went through a custody battle with my daughter, ended up getting custody of my daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, which was a powerful thing. And uh, I got two boys and uh, man, they're rowdy. And uh, I love it. And I love coaching baseball. I love coaching them. Baseball is my favorite sport. I, oh, that's that's something awesome. we share, you know. Yeah. Um, but they usually, a lot of times they go out on the road with us. You know, they've been on tour with me a lot. Uh, this one with the straight run, I was like, I don't know how that's going to work out with everybody with the 14 dates, 21 days, like not much rest. But they came out, uh, I think for about, you know, a few days, right? They came out for a few days. Adam's family came out for a few days uh, and went back. But uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they mean the world. And it's funny because people, people ask my kids, they're like, what does it feel? How does it feel having a dad like that? And they're like, he's just dad, dude. Like, you know, he's just our dad, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, they mean everything. Yeah, man. I, I relate to that. I, um, I married my high school sweetheart, mm. devastation, life of addiction on my end, you know, screwed everything up. And God told her to give me a chance, even though I was failing in rehabs, uh, and actually came through this program 11 years ago. Um, she mm. stuck by me, mm. moved from East Tennessee to Middle Tennessee. When I started interning, I was making 50 bucks a week. So the beans and rice, I get it. Yep. Um, and I didn't know how to be a husband or a father until I, I knew Christ. Right. And um, yeah, man, uh, now I, ha- I have a boy who's eight and a, a daughter who's six who just gave her life to Jesus on wow. Friday. Man. Praise my God, did. man. My son did about Let's six go. months ago. So. It's been a good Easter weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, even just hearing that with your family traveling, I mean, guys, they they're coming. They, they got a hotel in Nashville. They did a show near Nashville. They got a hotel. We're about an hour away, hour hour and fifteen away from Nashville. This is a travel day for them. They're driving down to Georgia, multiple hours away. So they could have slept in in the hotel a little bit. They checked out early. So man, I really appreciate you being here, spending time. Um, yeah, and speaking to our audience, I know that they um, they uh, they're going to appreciate it too. Of course, so, man, this is awesome. Thank you, man. Final thoughts? No, just uh, I've always admired how humble you are, man. I've only uh, met you a few times, um, but, man, you have the humility of the Lord, and uh, he, he blesses and honors those who walk in that humility. And uh, it's cool that uh, 
you take the time to come out and uh, minister yeah. to our guys and just even do our podcast. You know, I talked to a few of the guys who went to your show the other night, and the, the thing they kept saying to me is, man, he is on fire for the Lord. Yeah. Like, he loves yeah. the Lord, and your spirit is infectious. It's contagious. When I heard your testimony, I think it was in 2019 when you came and shared it at the ministry with our guys. He's given you a gift, man. Like, he has given you a gift, and it is abundantly obvious. And just to see you exercise and use it and hone in on your craft, um, it's a beautiful beautiful thing and just how bold and courageous you are man to share the word of god to share your testimony at the shows that you go to um to become the artist that he's created you to be that's not easy to do in today's society if we're honest that's that's, that's not an easy thing to do yeah. so uh it's, it's a beautiful thing to see a man of god just stand up and proclaim the goodness of christ and his sovereignty and his power and his you know what he can do um in a man or a woman's life um, when they give it and devote it to him so amen everybody needs it right now everybody yeah. needs it you know Who's going to give the message? You know, I think God always says, if not you, then who? So who's going to give that message? So that's how I feel. And I truly, truly love each and every one of you guys. I truly do. I truly care for people, man. Um, I'll sit there for hours and listen to a story. I'll sit there and if they want to take a picture, I mean, it doesn't matter until the doors are closed. I want to see and I want to hear from you. And uh, because I truly appreciate it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you a second to end it and just at that camera and the last um, final thoughts that you have for our listeners. But before we do that, guys, in the links below, man, go subscribe to his YouTube channel if you haven't. Go show him love on all the socials. We'll have all the links. Man, look at the hat and the shirt, man. Go get you some God Twang merch. Whoever's designing it, and if you say it to you, probably won't believe you, but whoever's designing your stuff, (laughs) it's nice, man. It's nice. Uh, So go check that stuff out. Uh, Listen to his songs. Uh, if he, he puts up on his socials when he has tours and stuff, go check out what he's talking about. It really is an experience, uh, a spirit-filled experience is what I keep hearing. Amen. It's always spirit-filled, and people giving their Amen. lives to Christ, people getting baptized in the stories you're talking about. So go show him some love on socials and on YouTube. Final thoughts. Yeah, man. I mean, just even um, in regards to the weekend we just had, uh, Easter, you know, yeah. you talk about, God loved you so much that he sent his son to die on a cross for you. And that is the center focus because the bad news is we are sinners and that we fall short. The good news is, is that there is a substitute and he loves you. And if you just believe and you accept it, uh, we are getting to a place now where, man, you don't have to look like a certain Sunday Christian. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm seeing all types of people, all types of backgrounds come to these events and that's what God wants. God wants you in your mess. He wants you to bring your mess to him so he can sort it out. You don't have to fix it. Just bring it to him and let him do what he needs to do uh, and, and watch what happens. And if you're going through a storm right now, storms don't last forever. That's right. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And it may sound simple. It may sound cliche, but it is the absolute truth. If you just fix your eyes on Jesus through everything, um, it's going to work out for you. So, Amen. Hey. Amen. From the jail playing spades to the stage bringing God glory. Come That's on. That's life after addiction, baby. Come and you on. better believe it. Let's Come go. on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L, dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, lrecovery.org.
We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. God kept calling my heart. like I just knew He was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome, more than like, Wow, Jesus is really interesting, and he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.